Welcome to the Awakened Masculinity Podcast. I'm your host, Lorene Krenn, and this podcast is dedicated to help you understand women better, experience deeper levels of intimacy, and grow in confidence. It will arm you with powerful tools and insights to awaken your true potential. The world needs awakened men more than ever before. Welcome to another episode of the Awakened Masculinity Podcast. It's fucking amazing that you are here. I don't know why I'm saying fucking. It's completely unnecessary, but I said it, so I gotta own it. (laughs) Okay, interesting intro. But today is not a solo episode. Today is also not an interview where I interview a guest. By the way, I'm going to interview a couple of great guests in the future. But today is an episode about where I got interviewed by Alea. And Alea is a very powerful woman who has a podcast on her own. It's called Spiritual Shit. You can find all the credentials, her Instagram, her podcast in the podcast notes, in the show notes. And I love this interview. And Alea was so kind to send me the interview and said, hey, share it which I find amazing. Most people would not do that. They say it's my podcast. So, Alea, if you're listening to this, you are fucking amazing. Uh, I said it again, fucking. You are amazing. (laughs) And I really, really appreciate you sending this to me. Guys, enjoy the episode. One and a half hours almost about masculine feminine dynamics, about porn, about how to deepen your intimacy levels. This is just and a powerhouse, a bomb. And I think you're going to really love this episode. So enjoy it. And thank you, Alia, again for sending me the episode. Enjoy, guys. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm so excited to bring you Lauren Crenn today, <laughs> if I said that right. Lauren Crenn, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Really We're appreciate so excited. It. Super, super excited today because we're going to get into awakened masculinity, what divine femininity is, relationships, polarity, like, and we're just going to kind of see where it goes. Um, I found you on Instagram because I think you liked one of my posts that had like a, maybe a podcast hashtag on it or something. And I went through this rabbit hole of like clicking on your profile, seeing that the title of what it says is like, you help men understand women better, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, who's this guy? Like, <laughs> offer. I mean, I, we could all use a little bit of that in our life. Um, so I went through and read some of your posts and I was really moved by a lot of them, which led me then to your podcast and started listening through a lot of episodes to the point where I feel like in some way um, you are going to be an expander for a lot of people and in, in the way that where we're moving in our current like societies and how paradigms are falling, especially right now. Um, as far as what we expect from a partner and what it is that we also look into ourselves and how do we awaken ourselves. So my first question is, what is the awakened masculine and what are the challenges in current masculinity or today that might prevent a man from awakening? Yeah, so that's a great question. I'm going to start with the challenges. I think the number one, or I know the number one challenge is having male masculine mentors. Really, it's for men, I'm speaking for myself, I was always looking for a mentor, somebody who can really guide me to become more present, somebody who can guide me to 
overcome my fears, my insecurities. And we grew up in society where our role models are often never have done any proper inner work, mm. not to blame them or judge them. But for men, it is very, very, very important to have a mentor. And another challenge is also that we never get introduced, uh, I would say, spiritual practice or practices to, to ground ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we kind of get thrown into this spirituality bubble. And what then happens is, I'm going to throw a really important term in here is spiritual bypassing. Mm -hmm. So what happened to me, just to give a little bit of a backside story, I started reading books like Eckhart Tolle, going into spiritual gurus. But what I realized is I was missing the grounding. I was missing to really be present. I was just diving into all these spiritual concepts. So that's why I would say one of the biggest challenges is to really have somebody to guide us and to initiate us into what is awakened masculinity. Mm -hmm. And I would describe awakened masculinity. We could say there are three stages. Stage one, if you don't mind, if I can cuss here. Yes, if you please. Don't mind. No, this, the oh. show is called Spiritual Shit. Please go. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's why <laughs> I wanted to ask. So the very first stage is like this kind of asshole masculinity. It's like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Of course, that's a mask. That's mm -hmm. only to hide insecurity. That has nothing to do with our authentic truth. The second stage is more this kind of nice guy, pleaser, sensitive, emotional, which are powerful traits. But if they are not grounded again, it becomes too much. It becomes overly sensitive and there is no balance. And we could say that the third stage is the awakened masculine stage. Other teachers put it differently. I put it like that. Mm -hmm. the third stage, you really fuse these first two stages together. So stage one, this kind of asshole, but you move it more to a setting healthy boundaries and really learning to say no from a place of integrity. And the second stage, being having empathy, being a good listener, being sensitive, but not to a degree where you start pleasing others. Mm -hmm. So this is like a kind of broad and a kind of easy way to describe the awakened masculine. Now, when you spoke about uh, the challenges in finding a mentor, um, in one of your uh, podcasts, you had mentioned that in like ancient societies or even indigenous ones, um, how there was typically a time where the man became a man and he yeah. had the mentors take them away from their mother if they were getting too attached to their mom in order to ingratiate them or initiate them into this new masculine stage and how in this society, we don't really have that for men at this point. So do you believe that the challenges arise out of our modern, the way that our modern life is, or like, is it just accepted in society? Like because of the suppression of emotionality or like, you know, like men feel like they have to do things by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're mentioning powerful things here. I think it's a combination of all of them. We're missing this initiation. Also, another thing is the society really um, rewards people who please. Mm -hmm. at, at least this is how I perceive it. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm in my own bubble here, <laughs> but I perceive it that people who please and who are always kind and, and always giving, giving, but never really filling their own cup, these people are getting rewarded. And mm -hmm. I was always this kind of pleaser mm -hmm. and I was getting rewarded for it. So I only for a mentor and for the help of others, I was able to break through that, which I haven't broken through completely yet. There is always some work to be done, but yeah, yeah to, to give you an answer, it's a mixture between all of these things, yes. Yeah. 
So essentially healthy boundaries. Um, cause it makes sense. Like when you find when for a woman, as far as attraction goes, um, to, to like, it's that thing that girls say about, Oh, he's too nice. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean he's too nice? Like he's, that's, you want a nice guy and women, women don't want assholes. Like they don't, but because of the way our society's kind of like bastardized that way of thinking, um, we tend to go or can go after more aggressive types of men because that may mask or mirror the type yeah. of actual trait that we're looking for. Does that make sense? Like it makes completely sense. And, and I think the badass is still like we, we call it the badass in the society, but it's still a very immature yeah. mas masculine version, like you mentioned, because then, of course, this guy is not pleasing. However, he's also not able to open his heart. He's mm -hmm. not able to really bring vulnerability. And yeah, vulnerability is a whole other topic, but. Which yeah. we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Vulnerability <laughs> is a huge and such an important thing. Changed my life. It's a, it's, so it's a beautiful, interesting balance. Let's go first where you're talking about boundaries. Um, so what is an, an awakened masculine? What does that look like? Like, what are boundaries look like for them? If like, if we're not looking for a guy who's like super, you know, pushover or whatever, and we don't want the asshole and the balance between the two, what does that mean? Yeah, I, I really love you. I love your questions. They're so, Thanks. they're amazing. <laughs> no, but um, it's really, I, I can give you an example here right now. Let's, let's make a typical masculine feminine example. And mm -hmm. before I say that, I want to mention, I'm not here to put things into boxes or to label things. These are just concepts, mm -hmm. concepts we need to integrate and, uh, and don't take too literally just in context. Right. And we're talking but, about masculine and feminine energetic. So this could apply yes. to same sex as well and other things. Exactly. So. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to use the typical example, man, woman right now, just for this podcast. So let's say, I am working right now on my business. I'm working on my purpose. And now my girlfriend calls me and she's really telling me things about her day. And now it's crucial because I could now just stop doing, working on my purpose and I could just talk with her. I could go, I could listen to her and talk with her. But if I truly deep down want to work on my purpose right now, a really healthy boundary would sound like, Hey baby, right now I'm working on my purpose. I'm going to come back to you in two or three hours when I can fully show up for you and be fully present because I really want to be there for you. I don't want to be half there only for you. Mm -hmm. and, and these kind of boundaries, I don't know if that counts for every woman, but as far as what I've heard, what I experienced in my relationship now, this is, this is nourishing the feminine so much more then when you just start talking and the, she can feel my girlfriend would then, for example, feel that I am not fully there. Mm -hmm. I'm not truly listening. I'm busy in my mind with something else still. And I think it's all about quality. It's not about quantity. It's yeah. really the quality of interaction. And that's what the feminine craves for, at least in my world. Yeah. That's really interesting because that is a, a major complaint about feeling like, especially in relationships, feeling like you're not being seen or heard, which is the deep, that is in the, the belly of the feminine woman wanting that, like wanting to be seen or heard. Um, and without being able to fully be present, like we, we know that. So you speak so much about feminine intuition and um, about our ability to be able to sense out things uh, in the man and the masculine. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Because there is, when we talk about the polarities of the masculine and the feminine, 
um, there's a lot of talk in modern society today and which I would love to debunk about like how men are harsh and hard and they don't want love and they don't want this or that, but they've just kind of been taught to be shut off from that. But for women, we also have our toxicity on our side where we we've, we can't surrender and we animate into the masculine and we feel like we need to protect ourselves because we can't, we don't feel safe and our societies have not protected us in the past and our fear of, you know, having our you know, just our choices taken away, but also like being hurt or harmed or that kind of thing. So women are animating in a very masculine way in order to protect themselves, but finding that they're lacking the polarity to be able to attract a true masculine. And so we have these like really like broken things that are attracting each other. Um, so can you speak to like, and you do speak a lot about it, but like the importance of how the masculine makes the feminine feel safe and what yeah. that does to the polarity of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, so making a woman feel safe, it's really, it's, it's an art and it's nothing you can master. It's something that needs to be trained every single day. And I see it as the most profound and potent spiritual practice there is in the world. Because the feminine always reflects the internal state of the masculine. That means I can be for 10 years super grounded, super in my zone, but if I'm then one day completely inconsistent, disorientated, impatient with her, she's going to reflect that to me. And this is really something black and white. This is how it always works. It's this, it's this direct reflection of what's present in the masculine right now. And yeah, that's like to make a woman feel safe is not about being the perfect man. You can't be always grounded. A lot of men, clients come to me also and say, but how do I do it? It's so difficult. It sounds so much, but they're going into the concepts. Mm. It's, it's more about giving your best and, and the feminine can always feel that. Mm -hmm. Really, like I said before, it's really about admitting that you are not able to make a woman feel safe right now hey, right now I'm experiencing fear. I'm going through this, revealing from the heart, which is very difficult, by the way. Mm -hmm. This is not easy because it can also can sound like a kind of drama, like a melodrama. Oh, yeah, it's so difficult right now. This, of course, makes the feminine even much more unsafe. <laughs> so there are so many subtle nuances. and it's, But it's really an art every man has to find for themselves. I would say the key is to really focus on practices to become more present mm -hmm. and to find our unique and authentic voice and truth. Mm -hmm. That's the key. That's, I think that's really potent because for a woman um, and the feminine, and I can speak to that because I'm a woman, um, but <laughs> the, um, the importance of like, so being in the feminine energetic and being in that space, like intuition lives there. So like for us, we can intuit quite, quite easily, like what is the status of the male that's in our life? Like we can feel those shifts in energy and we ask like, you know, is everything okay? Everything's fine. You know, whatever. And we know that there's, that's not the case. Um, so for the, for the masculine, like now you talk about being boundaries and awakened masculine. So we're going to get a little bit deeper into that. Um, but what does it mean to have a, a true masculine be balanced also in his feminine? Yeah, yeah, and um, it is really this is this is this is the art. This is the art to to balance these two things. There are there are guys who 
I grew up, my father died very early in my life. So I grew up more with that kind of feminine energy. So I had to cultivate masculine energy. Mm -hmm. For me, it was much more important to be around other men, to learn from mentors who had a, I would say, more aggressive approach. Mm -hmm. Not that that was necessarily important. Of course, compassion was also there. But it, it really depends on where each individual is right now on their journey. Some grow up with this, what you described before, hard, closed, no, everything is fine, I'm feeling nothing. Mm -hmm. They need more the feminine essence, the feminine energy to cultivate that. Mm -hmm. And others need to cultivate the masculine essence. And yeah, if you just feel deep inside and are aware of that, then you can really know for yourself what do you need to cultivate, what's, what's really important right now. Where do you hold blockages? So and it's, it's self-awareness. Yes, it's self-awareness, exactly. And this, is, this, is, this balance is, of course, the trickiest thing. I mean, this is, if, if I would say I'm totally balanced, I would say I'm enlightened. I'm so <laughs> far from enlightenment. So, yeah, I would really put it on the same stage like enlightenment. So mm. I think it's a daily thing and continuous practice is the only thing, yeah, to balance yeah. these energies out. So for someone who is, I mean, they're in the, like, I, I think this is such a challenging, but like beautiful topic, because especially for those of us, a lot of women are concerned about relationships and we are in a lot of that lack mentality because it just doesn't seem like men understand these concepts. And, and that way there's a, that pulling of feeling like, okay, we're kind of scared where it, it, it encourages the, the unsafe feeling, right? Like maybe we won't find people who will see us this way or be this way or whatever. Um, so I would love to get into vulnerability because that is an aspect to most of my clients and most of the other women I speak with, even the other male friends that I have, that is a big challenge for them to be able to tap into. And so I would like to ask you first, like how did you tap into that for yourself? And then what tips would you have for other men or women who are trying to support their men in becoming more vulnerable and opening that part of themselves? Yeah, so how it started for me, it was always easy for me to, to share, to share my pain, to share what is going on. However, um, vulnerability is not just vulnerability mm -hmm. when, when, a, when a man says when there is a huge difference between somebody talking out of the victim role mm -hmm. and somebody talking out of the out of his true vulnerability so for instance when a man says i can't do it anymore life is so difficult i'm so lost this has nothing to do with vulnerability mm -hmm. this is just playing the victim just in a one harsh sentence vulnerability is really about expressing and revealing from the heart but still having a sense of responsibility that these are things you have to deal with yourself because every each individual on their journey is responsible for what's going on in their life and where they stand in their inner growth mm -hmm. so what was what i came more from that it was easy for me to be vulnerable but i was over vulnerable i was it was it became almost like a drama it became too much it became ungrounded other guys have the difficulty to even just express anything because their heart is so shut down so this again requires two different approaches mm -hmm. for example the guy who like me in the past or still now sometimes who has this over vulnerable approach it's wiser for that guy to really sit down and sit with this 
go pr practice presence and grounding himself and then to share that from a more from a more grounded place and for the for the man who is really stuck rigid heart completely closed what we ex what we see more of in society mm -hmm. for them it's better to really just try to share everything mm -hmm. so again this requires two different approaches mm -hmm. so when when it comes to you know dating um i would say in our society we have more of men who have a hard time uh sharing that part of themselves so what what tips would you have as far as like them being able to start to tap into that? Because sometimes you open that gate, right? And then the suddenly the woman becomes the therapist in a yeah. lot of ways. And I've played yeah. that role in some few of the relationships. Oh, no. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of like you're, you're trying to find this balance. You see this vulnerability. You want to encourage it from that perspective, but you also don't want to become someone's free trauma therapist. And so in that way, like how what i guess like i'm I'm asking like um what are some examples that men can start opening that part of themselves and get in touch with that part of themselves without burdening the feminine and yeah. also like feeling the balance between sharing and then like seeking therapy <laughs> yeah yeah i think I, I would really practical advice right now is breath work mm. i am a huge advocate of breath work i've been doing it for the last four and a half, five years almost. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many different ones. I recommend Wim Hof breathing. This is a great starter. There are pranayama and yogic breathing. Yeah. There is so much. And breath work is really what connects a man or what connects anybody with their body. It's yeah. really, and, and I think it's, or I think, I know, I have to stop saying, I think, I know that for men, when they get out of their mind and into the body, they're naturally able to share. Mm. These things are not difficult. It's not like you are following a specific recipe to be an awakened masculine man. Oh yeah, but I gotta check the checklist. Uh, I have yeah. to say this right now. This, is, this would be horrible. This would be mm. devastating. This is called spiritual bypassing. Yeah. The awakened masculine is, or the awakened masculinity is really more about staying in, with an open heart in your unique authentic truth mm -hmm. and so yeah and breath work really brings you into your truth and really opens also the channels to release these blockages mm -hmm. that keep the heart shut down so what i do with every single one of my clients who comes to me and is numbed out or experiences that is directly to cultivate breath work practice in their life Mm -hmm. It's a, so I have a couple of episodes where we talk about breath work and I've done a few sessions with those people and it was, I mean, and I'm an emotional person. I'm a super vulnerable, open person. And I bawled my eyes out and I couldn't even place what it was I was crying about. It just opened up some, some energetic blockage inside of me that felt like, wow. And I needed to sit with it for like a week after, you know, like that there was this, this magical you know, if you will, awakening that had happened that made me super, super aware of, you know, what was hurting me at the time that maybe I had shut out. And so I do, I think that's a wonderful tip. And I think like, that's, if you ever come out with like a breathwork series or something for men or whatever, I'll promote the hell out of it. Um, Thank you. So it's just like, um, so in that, like, let's go, let's move into, so now that we've done vulnerability, move into um, attraction and polarity. Um, mm -hmm. First, I would love, because you do speak, you speak mostly to men, but you acknowledge in a lot of your podcasts, the, the traits of women um, and what, what they are. So what is, 
in your philosophy, um, your definition of a deeply feminine woman or the divine feminine, if you will, and what is attractive about that to a true masculine? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the, I, describing the divine feminine is impossible, but I'm going to give my best. I've yeah. written hundreds of poems about the divine feminine and still I see I'm not scratching the surface anywhere near it's really, for me, it's what I see or what I've learned in my philosophy. It's really the feminine can be seen as the ocean and the masculine can be seen as the mountain. Mm -hmm. The ocean is unpredictable, forever changing. There are storms, there are waves. Sometimes it's calm. Still, at the depth of the ocean, there is incredible depth and that remains constant. It's not like the feminine is just a whirlwind. That's also a lot of, I see that especially there's like some movement called man, man town movement or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure how it's called. And these are just hurt inner boy guys who, who, who judge the feminine, put it into a box. All women are like this. This is, the, this is just a metaphor of the, of the hurt masculine. Mm -hmm. So, to back to my metaphor, we could now imagine that this ocean, let's say that's possible in nature that the ocean hits the mountain, the mountain stands still. It's rooted in its roots. We could also say that the feminine is manifestation, expression, and the masculine is free and still consciousness. Mm -hmm. mm. And, and, the, and what makes a divine feminine attractive, it's exactly this, this oceanic kind of behavior and, and essence, what makes a woman attractive is when she goes through emotional storms. That makes a woman attractive. Many men don't understand this. I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. A woman, the feminine doesn't go through emotional storms because a woman doesn't have her life figured out. It's so the opposite. It's because this is just a beautiful expression of nature. The wind sometimes blows stronger and sometimes less. Mm -hmm. And if you understand this on a deeper level as a man that's exactly what you're the most attracted to so what almost every guy complains about is exactly what he's most attracted to <laughs> a lot of guys are entitled these days and i used to be entitled they say a woman has to be that and this and this she has to be girly but not this no but you can't have a div divine feminine being without all the without the light goddess and the destructive goddess, the <laughs> goddess that tears you apart and shreds you into pieces and just leaves you or drowns you almost in her ocean and you have to swim back up there, find pieces of your soul. But in the end, when you understand what's truly going on, you're like, thank you from mm. the bottom of my heart. I devote myself to you, divine feminine. Yeah, this makes so. me want to cry. <laughs> because it's a lot of a lot of what women are being told about what's deeply feminine about them is problematic so it's not it's exactly have, what's attractive it's it's crazy though because to have like these emotions it's funny i almost put it the same way i said women are weather systems and men are the the stillness yeah. the ground um and and i find that to be so interesting because a lot of feminines are hurt by this this particular part of our femininity, our ability to be able to intuit. Um, it's like you could be cooking dinner and then feel like, oh, something's wrong with my mom. I need to call her. You know, so they're like having that, like, um, 
I, my mom used to say women are like spaghetti and men are like boxes. <laughs> and so, cause we feel everything, everything is connected for us. And, and, and for men, it's like a kind of a category kind of thing. You open this box and then close it and go back in the other one or whatever. So in the way that you even talked about boundaries, it was very similar. Like in order to be present, I need to open one box and then close it completely to go to the next one. So I found that to be interesting, but for, for women specifically, like there's so much pain in that, like our emotionality is considered erratic. Um, you know, if we have real feelings, are you on your period? You know, like it's, we're, we're condescended constantly about having these aspects of ourselves. And when we demunitize that, and then we become more masculine and, and the way that we think is the pleasing aspect mm. of being like the calm, the quiet woman, that's not, you know, whatever. Um, we then, we, we, we take off our power. We yeah. like, we, we diminish, like we dim our power. So in that way, that's, I don't know, that hits me. It moves me in a way because it's like, wow, like the things that we've often been told are not acceptable in our society are the very things that makes us super powerful. And maybe that's why, because that's the scary part, right? Is that why the witches were burned at the stake and everything, you know, because yeah. women have this seduction ability they have this power to bring and draw you and they have this power to like you said like just tear you to shreds and then you know bring you back together and maybe in that our society has very very much feared women yeah and so we've 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 swung to another um part of the pendulum in a way what i just want to what i just want to add here is to every woman listening right now i used to be horrible to women i am not a saint i didn't I didn't took my, take my first breath and was this guy who, who understood that on this level. I said horrible things. I treated women like garbage many, many times. It was this pain, this pain which I created over and over again, the mirrors I had that brought me here. So that's really important to mention because often women come to me and tell me, this is amazing. I want to track the guy like you. You don't know the guy I used to be. Mm. You don't know that I used to be. So, yeah, um, it's, it's a journey for everyone. And, and what I also want to add here is one time a guy came to me and he said, I want a woman to be girly. That's her. That's what she needs to do. And I told that guy, no, you got to make her feel safe. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to hold space for her collective pain. Because the truth is, this is inside every woman, because the men didn't do their job correctly. My ancestors, I mean, I, I'm sure there were great ancestors who did amazing things, but what happened in the last decades was just, let's put it honestly, we don't have to say, we don't have to put everything in a nice way. It was horrible. It's a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Yeah. It's like no, almost no man able to hold space completely in this kind of, I don't like the word toxic, but in this kind of toxic masculine energy rolling over, I don't give a shit. And yeah, and now we men have to, this is our duty, stand up and repair everything our ancestors, not our far great ancestors, but the people yeah. before us have ruined. Mm -hmm. And if a guy says, oh, I don't want to do that. I didn't do anything. Sorry, dude, but you are not taking responsibility and you are a coward. Sorry, mm -hmm. but it's just like that. What, what do you want to do now? Do it differently? It's just how it is. Mm -hmm. It's what happened. We are here in this time and I can say, yeah, but 
but I don't want that. I don't want that my girlfriend comes with her collective pain to me. I, I, just, wanna, I just want a woman who is free. But, but this kind of thinking, if I just hear that, I'm like, oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. These are the typical kind of, and I used to be like that, spiritual bypassing guys going around, floating around. Mm -hmm. I'm so spiritual. I honor the divine feminine, but there is no honoring happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing um, because I, I just, as you said it, I thought about it in the opposite terms. Imagine that women had come and pillaged and raped and, you know, like slaved and, you know, a lot of that, like if that had been our history and it had been switched, it would have been our responsibility to fix that. But it's but not this, possible. It, it wouldn't have happened. Because yeah. <laughs> in the feminine, the ego is just not able to manifest. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but... No, I go ahead. Like, I just think that that's, it's such an interesting balance to see, um, especially for, for women who are listening. Like, gosh, like we, we are in that space where a lot of times we don't feel safe. We just don't feel safe. There was a video that you said, the first one that I watched, this is why she won't sleep with you. And I was, <laughs> and at first I was like, this better not be some gamey, like, uh, advice about like, you know, like how to get a girl to sleep with you, you know? Um, and it wasn't, but it was, it was interesting because we don't feel safe. Like we don't like a lot of the, even just, you know, the dating culture today, when, when we have to meet up with someone, we have to, I, when I would go on a date, I have to tell people, this is where I'm going to be. This is who it is. Here's the screenshot of this. Here's the, you know, like when I was in another country, I would ask for people's passports. Like before I went out with them, can I, can you send me a, uh, an really? image of your passport? Wow. And that some of them would react badly. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? Da, da, da. I said, if you're having this reaction, do you know what it's like to be a woman? Like right now in this time, mm. like to meet up with a complete stranger, like I can be chopped up to bits and thrown in the ocean. So like, yeah. I need to do what's perfect, like good for my safety. And then to be in that interaction, to still try to have a normal conversation with someone yes. or even allow someone to come home with you or whatever that looks like, we have to feel safe. And sometimes yeah, and we still go along with it without feeling safe. Every time you asked, can I have your passports? Can I see it? You gave them an invitation to develop trust between the mm -hmm. two of you. And when then the man says, uh, what you think, what you want, like you said, test failed. Not mm -hmm. like there is a, there's like a test sheet and you fail and win it. <laughs> it has to yeah. come from a deeper authentic place, but you invited them. But the problem is that this awareness is totally missing in most guys. It's not there. And, and the thing is, it wasn't there inside me. If I would have had this knowledge before, I would have used it before. And I know for 100%, if guys would experience what I have experienced, what other men coaches have, men's coaches have experienced, they would think the exact same way. Mm -hmm. It's not that these guys are horrible or that these guys are providing a threat for the society. It's just that they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. They are so hurt, so hurt and in the in the beginning i was angry at them but i'm starting to develop more and more compassion because i am asking myself then think about you many years or two or three years back yeah you would so have how also did you come upon that then like what changed for you it was actually pain pain i mentioned that my i think i mentioned it i'm not sure actually that my father died when I was just turning 15. Mm -hmm. And um, 
there was so much pain around that. There was just, it was, I went through, I lived years in emotional numbness. Mm -hmm. We could say it was a depression, but I wasn't clinically depressed or took anything, but I was just in this emotional numbness. I had many friends, many people, but I was always a great actor in showing like I have it figured out. (laughs) Many men are that, by the way. That's why it's so difficult also for for the feminine to, to touch upon that. And this emotional numbness, it was just, it was yeah, devastating for me. And then I realized that my relationships were so traumatic and my experience with women, first of all, I was simply using them in interactions, like just wanting, I'm just going to put it here, honestly, yeah. just wanting to have sex with them and just then not answer anymore. This is what I used to do, mm-hmm. not for a long time, but I did it. And I also thought it was cool, these this kind of pickup lines and being, I listened to dating coaches, but it gave me the complete wrong reference, reference and framework. And then at a certain point, I realized I feel fucked up. Mm. I feel more fucked up than I felt when my father died. Mm. And then I was like, something is wrong here. What are these dating coaches telling me? I'm completely not happy in any relationship. And that's when it started. I went into books about masculinity and I attracted my girlfriend, Rihanna, one and a half years ago, my queen. And <laughs> she broke me completely apart. Mm-hmm. She, she, in the beginning, I exposed all of that shit on her. Mm-hmm. So actually she should have broken up with me she didn't for some reason she still says she should have actually back then it would have been the right thing because i didn't treat her well in the beginning she broke through my spiritual by- bypassing my spiritual ego but because i was so in love with her i kept going i kept going i kept going and at a certain point it made click again and again and again and again, and it was, it's this warrior training. I see it as a warrior. Mm-hmm. You are training yourself as a warrior. You wake up and your girlfriend says, comes with you with something you didn't throw the trash out. Show compassion. This is the warrior training. Don't get angry. Every single time. And every single day I saw it as a warrior training. And at a certain point you just uh, change, you know, like, you also have to decide at a certain point I asked myself, okay, Lorin, honest talk with you, with you right now, just you and me. Do you want to continue suffering? Do you want this relationship to break apart because of your codependence issues? Mm. Because you're not able to really share truthfully what's going on, hiding behind masks? Or do you want this to work? Do you want to make this work? And that's when it shifted. So this woman came in and just like busted you open. <laughs> she busted me open. She, and this the best woman, way. she destroyed me and she still <laughs> destroys me. If after this call, I give her a call and I'm ungrounded or acting weird and inconsistent, she's going to destroy me. <laughs> she's going to say, maybe she, does, she doesn't feel connected to me or she's going to express it in different ways. And then I have a choice again. Am I going to say, oh, you always say that, but I'm here with you. Or do I say, okay, what's going on? Check in my body. Mm, Oh, she's right. I'm actually completely ungrounded right now. Oh, she's right. I'm actually right now projecting something on her. Oh, I'm not listening deeply to her. Oh, 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 et cetera. 
Now, a lot of women who might listen to this might be like, see, I knew I was right and this and this, but women also have their toxic traits as well. Um, which like, if maybe you can reflect a little bit on that and how, um, that what are, what are those traits that women offer to men that can be stifling or toxic? I would say careful. (laughs) You have to be careful, but not in a sense of, um, not in a sense of, I'm afraid Mm -hmm. to say something right now, I'm going to share, but there is a lot of collective pain. Mm. And you got to be careful what you say. You Mm -hmm. can't just say whatever you want. And we men are responsible. One man, one word. It's apparently like that. So Mm. if I say something super weird right now, I got to stand behind it in some kind of way. So that's why I reflected because I'm not going to. But what, what comes up for me is exactly what you already described before. It's that animation of masculine energy. It's that not willingness to be led by a man, mm-hmm. even if he's in, in his masculine. So what can happen is that, let's say, a woman who is very, very wounded by past experiences from other men and whatever, connects with a man who is really able to love her and really able to be there and hold space, but she's simply not able to take that leap, to, to, to risk a little bit to open her heart again. Mm-hmm. That can... I, of course, we could say the man is responsible as the creator and leader when it comes to energetical, when it comes to the energy. I'm not saying men are leaders. I'm yeah. saying the relationship when it comes to the sexual polarity, the masculine has to lead in some mm-hmm. kind of way. Mm, yeah. Because the female wants to be pursued, the feminine wants yes, to be pursued. Yes, exactly. It doesn't, this has nothing to do with whether, whether what a woman builds a big business. Does that nothing yeah. to do with that? Yeah. You can, a woman can have the biggest business, earn millions. The guy is working as a gardener and earns 600 bucks per month, but still he's leading from his heart at least. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, 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 that the feminine is not able to open towards that. And, and that can also happen that the wounds are so strong that, and other, the other question is also, why are you still attracting broken men? That's mm. also a question every woman should, should ask herself. Why are you attracting broken men who treat you like garbage? Mm-hmm. Why? Do you feel on a deeper level that this is how you should be treated? Possibly that, of course, that's not always the case, but it can be the case. And I think we all have to reflect upon, okay, somebody treats me badly. It's, it's their thing. But at the same time, I attracted them. I attracted mm-hmm. them. So I, a lot of guys, for instance, talk about my girlfriend was gaslighting me. She was narcissistic and these kind of things. Maybe true, but why did you attract her in the first place? Mm-hmm. You're responsible for creating your own reality. Your inner relationship reflects your outer relationships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of women have, um, at least like I can see, we we ultimately believe that it's not possible to find someone who sees us because Mm. of our experiences and that wounding uh continues that narrative right that like you know there are no men out here who do this so then they feel that scarcity of the the wounding of the scarcity and that feeling of like okay i'm it's not possible to be able to attract in someone who will behave this way or treat me this way and so I believe d- deeply that's how we continue to manifest those, the, that, the aspect of that, of the masculine. Um, 
for women or, or sorry for on the men's side as far as like who they're attracting or, or and whatnot um i can only speak from an overlanding of what i've i've heard but what you were speaking to about like that closing of the heart and feeling like it was like all the dating coaches out there are being like say this and do this and they're being manipulated by the the aspect of that wounding as well in order to be able to sleep with a woman who then doesn't feel safe <laughs> and then it continues that cycle kind of over and over and over um i think like that that's where we mess up our our charges if you will like we have mm. we're magnets right and we're trying to ma magnetize each other but we end up turning to the opposite side of the magnets and we're we're repelling each other but still getting together in these like really fucked up <laughs> relationships or interactions that continue to deepen that narrative and so like I think the importance, um, I think the importance of what's being said here is very much that the, in the masculine being the leader and in the, in the energy, if you will, because a, a deeply feminine woman wants to be pursued. Um, the man has to make space for that. Like it has to be in his initiation. So what is it that women can be doing to support men in creating that space or if you if she's single like what can she be doing to start attracting someone like that hmm. i have to say i'm personally only coaching men so yeah. <laughs> regarding your your second question about attracting that i don't think i'm the best approach for that okay that's okay i would i would more help men with these kind of things to attract the feminine being yeah but Regarding, can you ask me your first question? You asked me something, you asked me what, yeah, exactly, what women can do to help men with mm -hmm. that. And what really helps is to decomplement compliments, but not, no man, no man wants to hear your body looks amazing. You're so hot. I, I love being because, with you because your body is amazing. That, that is um, no, not giving a man anything, yeah. nothing. No and woman I'm, wants to hear that either. <laughs> no woman wants to do that either. And I'm not saying that women are necessarily saying that, but just in case, yeah. it's about respecting a man's masculine energy. So if you want to make a guy feel really amazing and touch his deepest heart, it's saying something as, I love how you took the lead today. I love how you talk with that person from your heart. I love that you're following your purpose and not giving by with life's challenges. When my girlfriend tells me things like that, I'm like, I cried more often, more, uh, more often and I'm so deeply emotionally touched because the mas then the masculine is being respected and that's what every man wants. Mm -hmm. many, many guys think if they sleep with many women, they get respect from the other guys, right? Mm -hmm. But what they're longing for is a complete different depth of respect. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm talking about right now. You, I found it so amazing that you gave that homeless person five euros. I found it so amazing. And it's really not about exactly what, what the man did, but more focus on his being. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise the man, the masculine might think again, oh, I gotta do this and this in order to impress her. Mm -hmm. But if he gets validated for his authentic truth, mm -hmm. wow, then he's able to just fully hone in and own his masculine strength. And, and that's what he needs, right? That's mm -hmm. what keeps sexual polarity and this divine dance between the divine feminine and divine masculine going. So, so acknowledging the depth of their character. 
Yes, exactly. In one the parts in them, yeah. encouraging them, words of affirmation, um, yeah. holding space in that space. Um, I do know like a lot of women, we can, like our words are some of our most powerful uh, ability. We're communicators. I tend to be more likely to be communicative and we can, we can tear people apart with our words. Mm. And something that I've been very like uh, passionate about is the vibration of words and what people say and women being women, women and men, obviously everybody, but like if we're, if we're speaking in the polarities and the feminine being, being also diligent and careful about what it is that we're speaking into that person, because we do have the ability to tear them down significantly um, at their core. We, we can find that easily. We can see where your little wounding is. That's where the intuition comes in, where we're able to kind of like do a body scan and say, something doesn't feel right or something, you know, like we can intuit those types of things and people, women can use that for, for evil, <laughs> if you will, if they wanted to, but it, it comes out of a wounding type of place. So being kind of more cognizant of that, if you would like to support a man better and, and get that result and encourage that type of behavior for a man to be able to come become more vulnerable and more in his authentic character in order to be able to make more space for us to be feel safe. It's not our responsibility, but this is a way that we can support it. Um, Something interesting you talk about is um, how a woman, a woman's desire for surrender and a man's true purpose. Hmm. Um, And I don't know if those are correlated or they're separate topics. I feel like they kind of go together, but like um, a woman and wanting to support a man um, and his, greatest purpose and what that what what his purpose is on earth or however you spoke about that spiritually yeah so it goes hand in hand like you said it's really unless a man without a purpose is like a word without meaning i think Mm -hmm. it was matt smith who said that i just love the quotes Mm -hmm. and when a man has no purpose a woman is not able to surrender i'm going to give an easy metaphor to understand this more vividly let's say the man has a ship and he's sailing into the ocean with that ship. And that ship got to work. You know, it's like if you, you're in the heart of the ocean, this ship has to be safe. This, it needs a direction where it's going to sail. It needs a captain, you as the man. And let's say the feminine is now on that ship too. And she wants to surrender. But she can only surrender if you have a clear direction and a clear purpose. If you come from a very clear and authentic space, if you're not all over the place. Mm-hmm. And a woman, woman's, th- there is a difference in how, even I explain this better and more simpler, a man solves things through, prob- through, through analytical thinking often. I think logical, rational, bam, bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam. I'm going to choose this, etc. And we try to project it on women. But a woman is not dealing with problems in that way. I mean, just think about yourself. Do you like to sit down analytically, think about things and make mm-hmm. logical answers? Not at all, right? You, you hate it. You hate it. It doesn't correlate with your truth, with your essence. Mm-hmm. It almost rejects your essence. Yeah. I will be telling you, please make a plan right now, make a specific goal and, and schedule your whole day and do that. that, that, that. It would be like... A, does this person I can for- do it, but it's not, it's not what I would prefer. Like my creativity yeah. and my ability to intuit how things go actually works better for me. Exactly. And that's what I'm referring to. A woman surrenders more into her flow. There is like a flow, exactly what you described, actually. That's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. it. 
not that man shouldn't surrender. We need that too. It's not like we're going to solve all day problems. That's also a huge trap that then the masculine thinks a woman is a problem to be solved mm. because you fix a car, you, you, you fix your business, you fix this and that. And then, ah, she's coming with her emotions. Ah, this pattern again. Ah, let me fix this. But it's a complete wrong approach when it comes yeah. to intimacy. Yeah, that's interesting because there's a lot of women who like will say they'll come to their partner about something and they're not looking for it to be fixed. They just need the stillness, right? They need someone to listen and be this is there. The number one thing. This is and the number one thing. Still, nobody understands. Almost nobody <laughs> talks about it. People are at the age of 60, 70, don't understand it. I don't get it why. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of men's coaches, if you dig a little bit deeper, you could understand it. But yeah, also that's not completely true. It took me also a longer time to understand it on a deeper <laughs> level because, it, because it, has to be a, it has to be an insight. So I take my words back. I was yeah. saying but and I'm that, Go ahead, sorry. Sorry, but I'm still a fool sometimes. Still sometimes when my girlfriend shares something, I'm like, yeah, you gotta do this very rarely but when i do it i'm always like oh no man what are you doing making this bullshit come up again oh. i think that's that that's tense. like women just want to be seen like they that's want in that tense. moment yeah they just want to be seen like they want that moment to be able to say like it's not about complaining it's about it's about the surrendering actually yes to be able to say, exactly. i would like to like open this part of my heart to you about what's going on with me. And in that sharing, that is a part of surrender. Yeah. And, and, and then when the masculine sees it as a problem, it's like, ah, you know, our defenses go up and it's yeah. just like, okay, this is not a safe space for me to be able to share this with you anymore. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. safe. So what do we do? We go to our girlfriends and like, it's always seen as like, you're complaining, you're this and that, but that's our therapy. Like we sit down and talk with each other and like get to be able to, be seen with each other and surrender with each other and that's that is it's what we need but in our highest need and the polarity of that attraction we need that from our mate we yeah. need that to be seen we need to be able to open up and surrender that aspect of ourselves without feeling threatened that we're going to be mansplained out of it or that it's going to be like you're doing this wrong and that's why shelly acted like this to you or you at work or you know whatever the thing the, the issue may be and that does often make us feel problematic we feel like our bodies are problematic. It's the reason why we got raped or we got assaulted or whatever. It was our responsibility. And in that wounding in and of itself makes it so difficult to feel like there is a safe space for us mm. to, to trust and be. And, and that's the whole point, right? To be in the feminine is to be. So, yeah. and we haven't had an opportunity to do that. Like, or at least like we're not encouraged to do so. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's, when I started to really embody these teachings more and I'm no, not anywhere near perfect. And my girlfriend, <clears throat> excuse me, was able to surrender more into her feminine. That's what most guys don't understand, but because they never had a direct experience, but I'm going to give a, a really interesting metaphor. Like I'm kind of, I have this poetic language and, 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 make it extravagant but it's just my style <laughs> but let's say the deepest the deepest thing a woman craves is to be able to throw dishes at you to scream to scream to scream so loudly that it bursts windows apart that and 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 the man to just stand still as a rock heart open and embrace all of her and just gets closer and says yeah 
bring it all, bring it all to me. I can stand still. Of course, if this really would happen, I'm not sure if I would stand still like a rock. I don't think so. <laughs> I would completely collapse and lose my shit probably. But that's the metaphor. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, she doesn't want a solution. She wants somebody to lean onto. She wants to feel the mountain, the grounded mm -hmm. mountain. So it's a reassurance the feminine is looking for. Are you safe? Mm. Are you rooted? Are you grounded? And in my world, and in the world I think it's going to be created through the masculine and feminine energies, if a man is for a prolonged time period not showing up as a mountain, not grounded, the woman will break up with him directly. Mm. But this pain of breaking up will bring him closer to himself. Mm -hmm. So we will then when the masculine and feminine harmonizes each other, we will live in a much easier world because it will be very clear pretty soon if something works or not. Mm -hmm. I think and a lot of, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. I think a lot of women um, end up staying with men that are unsafe and in, in their, in their energy. Um, and so because they've then animated a masculine for themselves mm -hmm. as a form of protection um, but still feel like something's missing in the relationship because they can't be like that. And then the man feels emasculated as well and becomes the pleaser and becomes the person who doesn't have a spine, if you will, or however they want to explain it. Cause I can see a lot of men having a resistance to your metaphor of being like, I'm not just going to take her bullshit. And you know, whatever women think that they can just blah, 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 blah. And there's a huge, there's a huge difference between taking a woman's bullshit that means her saying you are not good enough you are destroying this relationship no 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 hey babe i'm here for you i'm present but you can't throw everything at me mm -hmm. that's a conscious boundary hey yeah for example if what can happen more often just to interrupt you quite for a second here yeah. when you said wounded feminine um i see this more often that women who, when they're very unsafe, they start to go into the offense against the man. They, yeah. like you said, rip them down. Yeah. You are maybe even say words, you're an asshole and these kind of things. That's a clear boundary. For me, for instance, my girlfriend can throw everything at me, or not everything, that's bullshit, but <laughs> she can throw a lot at me, what's really important. But if she starts provoking me, for instance, mm. If she starts, but she would never do these things on the other hand, if I would make her feel safe again. But if that would happen, I would set a clear boundary and say, hey, okay, I can be there for you. We can talk about this, but not in this way. Yeah. That's my clear boundary here. And when, but it's, it's always this, it's a thin line. It's a very thin line. When is, because actually, to be honest, in 98% of the cases, a woman is reflecting your internal state. In 2% of the times, it's her trauma being projected on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Often because we are, and we are such internal, like, energies. Like, we are very introspective and always looking in and our heart is open and, you know, trying to be in that space and never getting a chance to surrender is, is kind of our deepest wound, honestly, like never feeling like you have enough safety to be able to, to truly be in that space energetically is tiresome and exhausting. And so typically when things do come out or show up, it's as a means to one out of frustration of that exhaustion 
And then two, out of protection of that safety, if you felt like someone was stepping over a boundary line or in, in that wounding, you felt like you're, you're not being seen or something feels unsafe or whatever. It's a reactionary as, as a protection being what society is called forever, the weaker sex. So like always having to try to show up for ourselves in order to protect ourselves in that way. Um, I want to hear about your love story. You mean the love story with my girlfriend yeah, right now? Like yeah, like the one who ripped you open and helped you mm. become this person. Um, I think like my audience is predominantly female. So like we like mm. love stories. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a I post like, that, that- I like you, love stories too, by the way. I love it. Oh, great. Good. Um, there's a post that you mentioned about when you first met her or something and it was like your soul coming back to your body or something. And it was, mm. it was beautiful. You're obviously you're a poet. So, um, but speak to speak on that a little bit for, I think it, it will be refreshing for people to hear about a man falling in love and what's that process mm. like. So yeah, beautiful question. I didn't expect that I get that question. <laughs> um, so what happened is that we actually started to connect on Instagram for the first time, which is interesting because normally I always thought over social media, these things don't work. And, mm -hmm. and, and she worked as a stewardess still at that time. She, I live in Vienna, Austria. She lives in Holland, mm -hmm. which, is, which is like one and a half hours by plane or one hour, 20 minutes. So super easy to reach. Mm -hmm. And within two weeks of talking with each other on social media, she, she flew to Vienna actually. At that point, I would have, should have actually came to her. This was a huge mistake I did, telling her, that wanting her to come to me. If I would really be able to reverse that, I would have come to her. Like super, what, what kind of entitled bullshit is that? <laughs> hey, I like you. Can you please come to me? That's ah, no-go. It's a no-go. and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. But when she came, and here is what happened, and this is no joke. I saw her for the first time, I kissed her and we didn't speak for 20 minutes. Mm. I just kissed her. That was it. And in this kiss, it was so magical. It was like, I came home. Mm. It was like, what's happening? I wasn't able to say a word. I just kissed her, but I wasn't doing this out of, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. And then we were together. We didn't even say we were together. It just happened. We didn't care. Mm -hmm. just, it was just magical. Then she spent a week here. Then directly I flew to Holland one week later directly. And we started seeing each other again and again, twice per month, sometimes three times per month. And now it's almost one and a half years. And in the beginning of the relationship, as I said before, I was totally lost in my spiritual ego, spiritual bypassing, thinking I am so wise, but I was actually just a idiot. Yeah, <laughs> it was... <laughs> it's really better for a man to admit I have no idea than to act like you have it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I don't know what I was doing exactly and where I was lost in it, but mm -hmm. what I described, no mentor or not a proper mentor. Nobody initiated me properly. Yeah. So I had no idea. And mm -hmm. which is not an excuse, by the way, I could have also changed my behavior. Yeah. But then over the time we started to go into so many arguments. It was very difficult already after three, four weeks. Mm -hmm. At the same time, while it was so difficult, we were so in love with each other. Mm. It was so tricky, but we just, we couldn't. At a certain point, I was like, am I codependent? What's going on with me? Am I, what am I falling into? And then I just realized, 
this is called soul connection. Mm. Some people call it twin flame, soulmate. But to be really honest, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I just love her. I just want her. I'm committed to her to the point where she doesn't want me anymore. If that, don't think that's going to happen. But if that happens, of course, then I have to withdraw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's my decision. That's, yeah. that's it. And in the beginning, I fell completely in love. But then falling in love is a process we have to go through. We have to remind ourselves, do the inner work and really commit again and again. This is a very important thing for men who are listening to this. Commitments. You got to commit to her again and again and again. You can't say I commit, but in the back of your mind, still watch porn or, or still think about other women. Like, of course, it's in the masculine to look for freedom and this and these kind of things. It's, it's not about having one thought or something, but I think you know what I'm referring here. Yeah. To. It's really about a deep internal commitment. I am in my integrity as a man when I am truly sharing with my girlfriend and it can never be that I talk with another woman about things I'm not talking about with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and when men do this, when infidelity, infidelity is just an expression of not being in integrity, an expression of not taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now you brought up porn, which a lot of like, um, I, I, I watched some of your things. Can you speak to how that makes a woman feel unsafe in a relationship? Because uh, I think in modern society, we've told people that's a normal thing. Guys just do it. Even And a lot of women don't participate in that. And so what is it? Um, maybe you can speak to the advantages or disadvantages of what that looks like for men and why does it make women feel so unsafe? Yeah. So first of all, every person who says porn is normal is completely lost or lying. I mean, that's a harsh sentence and I'm sure there is also some aggression still inside my voice when I say this. So I think over the time I will be more compassionate, mm -hmm. but it still, it still takes practice. I have my things to work through. But watching porn is you are watching two bodies mechanically rub against each other. You're watching women offering their body in ways which are, uh, mm -hmm. if I would see that right now, I would be like, what is this? I have to vomit. Mm -hmm. What is this bullshit? That's not divine feminine. That is uh, trash feminine, trash masculine. It's just the trash. It's, the, it's like when you have an ocean full of beautiful fish and wonderful and just a wonderful, clean, pure water and you have an ocean filled with chemicals and toxic. And that's what porn is. So you ask me, I have to be more practical. I'm a little bit vague here. So um, practical, you look at it, you objectify women. You, you, there, there has been, I mean, what porn does to your brain, everybody can Google that on the internet. There's a great site. But here's the thing, you can watch 100 porns as a man, but you cannot sleep with 100 different women, for instance. There is a difference to that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this, this, this availability that you are just able to have, see one woman after the other naked and doing all kinds of things which are for a very low and unconscious expression, that, 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 that fucks, that messes with a man. Mm -hmm. He's no longer able to, first of all, 
honor a naked body of a woman, he, he doesn't even notice it anymore because he had his preferences on porn. This is how it should look, mm-hmm. which is not how bodies look normally. And then he had the availability to see one woman after the other. So what happens are really devastating things, such as in the bedroom. And this is a little bit intense, but I hope you don't mind me sharing no, this. No, let's go full intense. But let's say um, the man sees a woman's breasts and he's like, oh, but in porn it looked differently. Um, mm. I, didn't, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's no longer turned on by it. But why is he no longer turned on by it? Because his biology has been changed. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. Yeah. Beauty is that we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. The beauty is that we have all our quirks and flaws in our body. So yeah. if a man never watches porn, he will never have this issue. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped watching, I still took me a long time to work through that because you start to judge things or label things. Oh, that ass looks good. This, this. Yeah. This creates so much unsafety. I remember a guy recently who told me when he's with a girl, he makes jokes about other women passing and says, oh, she has a better ass than you. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? This is disrespectful. And he said to me, nah, man, I'm doing this from humor. I read it in a book about being charismatic. I was like, fuck, where does this guy stand? I was like, I was shocked, Mm -hmm. shocked. But yeah, there's so much else what it does. Porn is a weapon to weaken men and to weaken their relationships. Mm. Wow. Like, uh, it's interesting when you said the guy who, who essentially was downgrading the woman he was with. Mm. Um, there's like a, it's called negging. It's an actual yeah. term that like really? people are passing around or whatever it. as far as like to get a woman to sleep with you like make her feel worse about herself. So she doesn't feel like she's, um, you know, make her feel unsafe. And then those who are wounded and super insecure will continue, will end up, end up giving up their own self-esteem or whatever. So this is what this guy was doing. He was probably heard of the term. Yeah. No, I've heard of it. I've seen it in action. I was on a date one time where this guy was actively trying to like do this double compliment thing. For instance, um, what he, he said, Oh, I really like your fake eyelashes. That's a neg. So it's like, you're giving them a compliment, but not really like, I really like your outfit. Everybody else has that on in here. You know what I mean? Like just shit like that. So I actively heard him saying that to me. And I said, I don't know what you heard on your little dating app or dating coach or something like that. But that, that only works if you're talking to insecure women. Yeah. You're talking to a scare woman right now. So do you want to yeah. keep playing this game or like whatever? At that point, I had already decided the date was over. But, <laughs> and back to your uh, issue of the rewiring and the safety issue. Um, I've, I've discussed with, you know, many of my girlfriends, the same thing and feeling like, wow, like a lot of our unsafety and feeling like our own bodies are beautiful. We feel like we're under attack in that way. Like the, what's available in, in the, the sector, if you will, is what's, um, causing us to feel more unsafe about who we are and what we have and how available um, men are to us because we feel like we have to fall into that stereotype. We have to have this big bubble ass. We have to have the tiny, tiny waist. If we have any cellulite, it's like, oh no, you know, like it, it takes down our viability of the ultimate thing that we really want, which is to be able to surrender in the safety of a partnership. And we're not, it's not available to us if we don't look a certain way. 
And so we feel super unsafe and then thus feel like we need to give up our bodies and participate in this entitled behavior in order to get closer to what it is that we think we, we want and we can't. Yeah, but that's even worse than I thought because I've never heard of this term nagging. You've just enlightened me about this. Yeah, but it's exactly what you said. It's um, men playing out of their hurt in a boy with the wounded feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what can I say to these people? I'm at the exact other side. So I'm not that I'm perfect, but I'm at least trying and giving my best to incorporate this awake to bring the awakened masculine into the world. And what I also have to say, it's easy mm. to date wounded women, to play with them. These guys might think they're cool, but the moment they come across a woman who doesn't buy into that shit, yeah, let's see how cool you really are. Then. <laughs> let's see how cool you are after six months of relationship when you realize, fuck. I'm really in love with that woman, but she maybe is going to break up with me. Mm -hmm. And I think that these guys are just deeply afraid to commit, deeply afraid to open their heart, deeply afraid to be intimate. And I'm so glad that I, I I never did something like that, never, but I'm so glad that I took my turn in this and, and opened to a deeper space and depth inside myself. And yeah, I almost feel pity for people who do practice these kind of things because that must be a lot of shame, guilt, and pain inside them. Mm. Because that's karma. That's karma. Yeah. You bring all kind of karma to yourself when you do that. Yeah. So what would you say to the men listening today, if that's something that they're struggling with or if they're, you know, they're kind of in that place? Um, what are the benefits of of having a committed relationship energetically, spiritually, and just for life? So here is one of the game changers I have understood is every time you get intimate with somebody and this can be passionate love making to having a deep conversation. Intimacy is not this one thing, of course, it's, it's just conditioning otherwise, but every time it comes to that, we are exchanging energies. Mm-hmm. We are really exchanging. And if a man is dating one woman after, one woman after the other, He's exchanging energies and that's keeping him from, from being truly in his purpose because he's so distracting himself with something superficial. Not the women are superficial, but the dating and validation seeking is absolutely superficial. Mm-hmm. So I never would have thought that one day I would say committed relationships are the best. And, and this is my, at least this is my experience. But in my world, this is just the best Mm -hmm. because all your childhood wounds come up and you have the opportunity to heal them. And here is the thing. When you're single, you are never able to reach a certain level of inner growth as if you are in a relationship. Of course, there are exceptions. There are people Mm -hmm. who achieve or achieve who get enlightened on their own. I mean, these are stories. I'm not sure if it's true, but I think it's true yeah. at least. But this is not the normal case. This is not how normal people operate normal, but you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't wake up and you're enlightened and suddenly all your relationships are, are the healing takes place in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So in committed relationships, they're going to come all kinds of challenges. Sometimes 
it's gonna be a lack of intimacy there. Sometimes it's gonna get more difficult. Sometimes you're gonna not be in your polarity. Sometimes your partner's trauma is triggering you and these patterns. And then what a lot of guys, especially, they wanna escape them and they think, ah, I just get another woman who is easier, but there is no difference. Mm. Every person has patterns and committed relationships, in these one and a half years or almost one and a half years I've been together with my girlfriend, I've experienced more growth than the rest in the, than the, every other year in my life. Mm-hmm. And if investing in a mentor, I would advise every guy to do that. But if you really double, if you re- double down in a committed relationship, you are, relationships are my guru. My mm-hmm. relationship is my spiritual guru. Not some guy out there or some woman who tells me how it works. No, it's my relationship because my relationship is a mirror. Mm-hmm. It's an honest mirror where I cannot bypass. It's always going to tell me the truth. Are you stuck in your ego? Are you stuck in your bullshit? Or are you really coming from purity, coming from so heartfelt intentions? This is so healing. <laughs> this is yeah, like, it's really, really beautiful. I think because... Um, for those who are listening, um, I, I can only speak from the female perspective, but knowing that we've felt for a long time that it will be difficult to find this, um, like where are these men at or what's going on, you know, whatever, as far as the way society touts, like it's it's important to have lots of women partners and sleep with everybody and go on apps and look what date I'm doing here and now and not wanting to to sit in a commitment because it's seen as settling down. And even the Mm. word settling has a weird, like, you know, vibration to it. Uh, It's not something that sounds exciting or beautiful or, or, you know, something that, that, that sounds free and almost in the way that you presented it, it's, it sounds like there's a lot more freedom in a committed relationship than the constant repatterning over and over and over of the same, like almost dogmatic behaviors that continue out of, a lower vibrational consciousness. I, I see you. Yeah, per works again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm so excited, at, like, for people to hear this episode. Um, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and what you had to offer. Um, before we go, like, can you please tell everybody how they can find you? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me. And this conversation was really, really beautiful. I really love. I love your energy. It's really beautiful. Thank you you. <laughs> really have a beautiful energy. Thank you. And. Mm, where people can find me, they can find me. I'm really focusing on two things, my podcast and Instagram. I'm also on YouTube, but my podcast is called the Awakened Masculinity Podcast, or they can also find me just typing in Lorene Kren or on Instagram, also Lorene Kren. Super easy to find. Yeah, should be no problem at all. And I have a website too, but these two things are the most important podcast and Instagram. So um, men can find you to do coaching or like, what do you, what do you offer? What are your services? Exactly. So I'm doing also in, I'm doing in-person coaching in, in real life. And of course, also doing a lot online mm-hmm. on Skype and on zoom, especially in, during these times. Great. So yeah. yeah, I'm exactly what we described in this. I'm helping guy, helping guys with that, helping guys in relationships or in committed relationships to break through the routine, who, to really spark the energy up, to create really awakened intimacy again mm-hmm. for, for guys who want to attract a, a feminine being, really a more conscious relationship for guys who are emotionally numbed out, who are not able to share, become vulnerable, or for guys who want to 
harness the warrior spirit who need more of that masculine raw vital force mm-hmm. yeah nice. i feel like you're gonna get a lot of women that are like hey my boyfriend send him here <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's amazing i loved it yeah i loved it love it amazing I, I, had, I had that a couple of times actually already yeah oh just wait i think it's coming <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So thank you so, so much. Um, Guys, thank you for listening to another episode. Um, Please like and subscribe um, and rate us five stars if you enjoy this conversation. And please, please, please share this episode with someone that you know and love. Uh, We will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye, guys.